You're listening to She Well Read. Get ready to be part of a community that is dedicated to helping you become the most well-read version of yourself through reading. On this show, we hope to bring people together through shared experiences and provide a platform that promotes reading as a source of self-care while increasing your knowledge on various topics. Thanks for being here and let's get on to the show. All right. Oh. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Uh, welcome back, Well Read Baddies. We are back in the studio after me being down with COVID and life just being trash at the moment. It just, it was a lot <laughs> happening all at one time and back to back. Back to back to like, back. Like, no breaks. <laughs> I said, here you go. Yeah. She said, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're eating and it's still trying to shove more food into your mouth. That's what life has felt like this past couple weeks. Yeah, (laughs) I was about to say days. No, it feels like it feels like years. Yeah, it does. It does feel like years, not even weeks. I know. I saw you like last, like not that long ago, but I'm like Lana. What's going on? I know. It's like hello. I don't even. (laughs) Who are you? Are you? I'm good. How are you? Okay, I'm good too. I'm We're flowing. out the mud. We're out the mud. <laughs> yes. Um, y'all already know what I'm about to do. Shout out Corner. Follow us everywhere at She Well Read. Stream our YouTube. Don't let us be paying for this for nothing. Give us some views. Leave please. a comment, please. What else? Socials everywhere. She Well Read. She bleh, can't talk. She Well Read. Just said that. Bookshop. T-shirts. Partnerships. Email us. She Well Read at gmail.com all the things yep. and scary stories so that we can give you nightmares in October. <laughs> I know kidding. people Not are nightmares. excited about the scary. Stories. I know I'm excited about the scary stories. Well, you know, I just like, I'm not that into like getting scared. I mean, I like creepy stories. Okay. Like I mean, a, a I good do, thriller, but it's like, it wasn't something I thought would take off. But people really seem to like the scary stories. Given a good scary story during Halloween, like, you love to see it. It's just the vibe. It's the vibes of the season. So send us your scary stories that you want us to read during Halloween time. And share this episode with a friend. Leave us a review on Spotify and Apple because it does help us. I think that's all the things. Yeah. Let's get into the coffee break. So today we... Y'all, and y'all gonna see me struggling because this fancy Apple mouse is what I'm using to scroll through our notes, and I'm like, she's getting adjusted. I feel like a boomer right now with this, with technology. Okay, Spotify enhanced playlists. So I want to talk about this because I don't think people, well, it's very new also. Yeah, I don't know about this. Okay, so basically when you go to a playlist you've made on Spotify now, there's this new button when you go to press shuffle Mm -hmm. where it's like enhance. So it's like Spotify will curate other similar songs that are in that playlist. And like... That's cool. Make it flow to where it's... I don't know. It's just... I hit it the other day Mm because I was like... I was getting... The thing was, I was getting tired of my music. already like i was like i'm tired of this playlist like i need new things like Mm -hmm. even my daily mix i was getting tired of those too because i was like these are the same songs over and over and over again it'd be like that and so i enhanced it and i found so many new songs that i would not have heard of otherwise and i was like more people need to know about this new feature i don't know how new it is or what the rollout is but it's a 10 out of 10 feature spotify you did that i have to look because i haven't seen that it's really good. I like it. And just Spotify supremacy again. Sorry to you make, Apple Music yeah, people. <laughs> we gonna make some people mad. And I don't I just feel like Spotify is just so much more user friendly. I oh yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. Apple I've just I used to have it I used to have both because being a student you got all this shit for like free or like super cheap. That's true. So but I just never could get with it. Yeah, it was like, I remember I would go back and forth because I'd be like, oh, some of my friends are on this platform, some of my friends are yeah, on this platform. like sharing pl- in playlists and yeah, whatever. Like yeah, like if you send a song, they can't even play it. So I was <laughs> yeah. Like, so like depending on who I was dating or seeing at the time, mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, now I'm here. And every time I went to Apple Music, it took me so long to get adjusted. Mm-hmm. Once I was adjusted, I was like, okay, I'm starting to kind of fuck with you, but... yeah. Overall, I just like 
It's just like what I grew up on is Spotify. <laughs> what I grew up on. Even though I definitely <laughs> paid for Apple Music back in the day. And that's okay. I did too. Yeah. I think I paid for like a month though. And then I was like, I don't use this. I don't like it. Well, I'm going back to Spotify. I say Apple Music, but you know what I mean? Like when it was 129 when we were buying oh, singles. yeah. Oh, like you're, talk- you're yeah. talking about old school iTunes days. iTunes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, to me, that was my Apple Music. Per no, I think that was everyone's <laughs> Apple Music. Spotify might have been around, but like I hadn't. I didn't hear about Spotify until I got to college. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think I had it in high school. Or, yeah, it's not, it's not, I don't know. Yeah. Either way, check that out if you have Spotify. Next topic: Halle Bailey. Have you seen the new Little Mermaid trailer? I didn't see the whole trailer. I just saw that one little part but maybe that was the entire trailer well it's like it was short yeah it's like a teaser it's a teaser trailer okay i saw that Mm -hmm. and she looks beautiful she looks so freaking good like in her the moment she started singing i literal chills oh my god i am so excited ariel's my favorite prince is she really I didn't know that. Cinderella's mine. Aww. For obvious reasons. Yeah, but <laughs> I can see that. That makes sense. Yeah, but I love me some Ariel, too, so I'm really excited. But I wanted to talk about, and you might not have seen this if you haven't been on TikTok since the new trailer dropped or whatever, but it's all these people talking about how, obviously, we knew there was going to be controversy because she's black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're, the new like complaint is that her hair isn't red enough, and they're not sticking with the original story and what right i've been saying a lot of like nonsense like that (laughs) nonsense that's what it is i'm just like baby it's a fairy tale it's not even real it's literally up to your own interpretation right and that's the greatest thing about fairy tales yeah you can make it to be whatever you want it to be use your imagination change her hair in your mind right but there was watch the old one right like okay then don't watch it yeah (laughs) like do you know how many white princesses we sat through Talking about their hair is too yellow. No one said nothing. Right. Because it's not a problem. (laughs) It's not. They're just making it a problem because they're trying to avoid being like, the my real issue is that she's black. Mm. And so they're gonna complain about the hair instead. How many things can you use as excuses? I'm just like, when do you get tired? And be done with it. Be F F. Be fucking for real. Be for real. Just be honest. Be like, real. if you have a problem with her dreads, say yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I think that's fire. I think it is. It's literally, there's been so many reaction videos of these parents recording their young black children watching the trailer for the first. I've been like bawling Aww. on all of them because no, they're just like, oh, she's so black. Sweet. She looks like me. She's so pretty. And I'm just like, yeah. Which again is why representation is so important in like everything. Yes. So I'm really excited to go watch it. I will be dressing up. I will be doing the most as the premiere. (laughs) Like as Ariel? I don't know. (laughs) The crowd, like Hello, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I just like I don't. I feel like being extra. I don't know what it's gonna be. Period. What I'm gonna. If y'all have any ideas, maybe I'll cosplay she a little bit. She doesn't even know. I don't know, she but just it's happening. Knows it's happening, and that's all I need to know. I mean, that's on period. <laughs> well, just let me know what I'm supposed to dress up as, <laughs> and I'll get myself together. Okay. I'm so weak. Speaking of dressing up, this isn't on the coffee break bullet points. Oh, not you going off script. I'm going off script, y'all. Come close to your mic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Have you thought about a Halloween yes. outfit? Really? Yes. Girl, it's what? done. It's decided. Are you going to expose it or you want to keep it a secret? No, I'll expose it. Tell us. I, I've been talking about doing this for years at this point. And okay. I'm finally going to do it. Okay. I'm going to be the mom from Mean Girls. You. In a pink velour tracksuit. This is so <laughs> you. Wait. <laughs> and you get to wear a tracksuit. Please. I literally. Please. I saw someone wearing it on TikTok and I was like, that's my costume. That's going to be fire. And I'm going to get With like a, a little, camcorder. the little camcorder. Bitch. I'm 
so excited. And because here's the thing about Halloween. And I feel like I'm doing a Mean Girls quote right now. Totally. It's every girl's excuse to dress up like a slut. Uh, yeah, I was, about to, I was about to say, is she going into that quote about yeah. the, the Halloween and yeah. the slut and yeah, the Mean like, Girls? It's like every girl's excuse. That's true, though. And which I love. Yeah. I mean, you could do that any day. But, you know, Halloween, it's like, expected. Right. <laughs> and it's hot. But the thing is, the temperature is not hot. It's freezing outside. And so I'm always like, I want to be a sexy whatever, but I'm going to freeze my ass off. Every fucking year. And as Cardi B would say, a hoe never gets cold. But this hoe does. (laughs) That's why I can't even call myself a hoe no more because I get cold. I get cold. I'm freezing. A hoe does get cold. And that's okay. I know, but. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. 20, 35%. The other side of that, seventy five percent of the day, I'm cold. cold. Yeah, but so I was like, this is my perfect excuse to wear a costume with long sleeves and I'm covered. Uh, But I can still be cute though. I love that. I love an option where you can wear like a little hoodie or something, Mm -hmm. and like still have like a little like a white tank. Yeah, underneath. Ooh, that's gonna be hot. I'm excited. I like that. Super excited. Okay, but back to the Halle. Bailey being Ariel. Oh. I saw this one TikTok though. If it it was this was a white guy and he was like, Y'all are getting mad at this, but y'all weren't mad when they re redid Jesus. Like Jesus is not white. He is brown. Oh. So it's like y'all love y'all love. So anything It's the contradiction. The contradiction for me. Yeah, right. So that's... whatever, we're going to support our black Ariel, our black princess. Period. I love it. Okay, another one that's on TikTok. (laughs) You might not have seen it yet. What is it? It's this guy. His name is DeAndre Brown. He's like, goes by like the corporate baddie. Oh. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I love you. Okay, but he made this video the other day that everybody has been talking about. He's basically saying that when you go to a birthday dinner, that whoever's birthday it is, they should be paying the total bill. Mm -hmm. Like when the bill comes, they're paying for everybody. Oh, I don't know. I don't agree with that. So people are upset because they don't agree or they're upset because they they don't agree. There's some people there's some people who do agree and they're like, oh, if you broke, just say that. But it's like when you go to dinner, like if I invited 10 of my friends to dinner and I paid for everybody, that's like a thousand dollar bill. Easy. Oh, like with your meal and a drink. Oh, yeah. But I just feel like Mm -hmm. when you as an adult, like when we were kids, yeah, our parents were paying for the bill if we had a birthday dinner. Like, I'm pretty sure I had a birthday dinner and, like, my parents foot the bill. Mm-hmm. But that's when we were children. We're adults now. Yeah. But he's saying, he's like, it's the same thing as you if you invite somebody to a birthday party that you're throwing at your house. And I'm like, it's not, though. Yeah, I feel like I do think that's, like, an old school way of thinking, though, of, like, if you invite someone, they're on your tab. Yeah. Yeah, it is an old school thing. But I don't think, like, with the economy that we're in right now, or the other side of it, if I was rich, like, if I just had all the money in the world, yeah, I would foot the bill. Why not? I know. That's how I feel. Like, I want to be in a place where I can invite my friends to dinner and, like, yeah. And put the bill. Yeah, or my man does that. Right. You know what I mean? But that's not where most people are right yeah. now. Yeah, he's got to be kind of, like, in his own world if he thinks everybody's in a place. Otherwise, what, you can't celebrate your birthday? Right, like, what's the alternative? Because yeah. I feel like, for birthdays at least, it's, like, either you go to dinner or you go on a trip Mm-hmm. Or you throw something at your house. Yeah, pretty much. But like that's even like saying if I invited you on my birthday trip, what I'm supposed to pay for everything? Oh yeah, that's like I feel like that's your base. That's what you're saying. And so some people were yeah, brought up this topic tough. that I know a lot of people have been talking about of when influencers, like your favorite influencer, blows up to a certain extent that they lose sight of like reality ah. and you and they stop being the person, the relatable person that you grew. To be influenced by and to love. That's real talk. Because what they were saying that he's being kind of classist by saying that. And like, (laughs) yeah, bro, like you may be able to do that, but everybody can't do that. I mean, right. And your title is corporate baddie, which to me means I'm making like less than six figures. Yeah. Because I'm in the corporate world. And so 
and like TikTok users, like his audience is so young mm-hmm. that it right. I see what you're saying of like know your audience. Most of your audience can't do that, right. so you are gonna piss off ninety percent of people that watch your video. Right, like the whole reason I saw his video was other people stitching it, being like, no. <laughs> like you're no, wrong you're wrong actually they you're were like wrong. this is the first time i disagree with you and i most That's of his awkward. videos that i've seen like i'm like yeah but this ain't it this not the one yeah what do y'all think would you do that like what whose side are you on are you on the side of know. yeah i'm footing the bill or are you on the side of because some people were also saying like most times we go on a birthday dinner, the birthday person does not pay. Like everybody else pays for their meal and their drink. That's like, true. Split it too. between everybody else. Yeah. It's never them like I don't know. What are y'all thoughts? Cause it's I wanna know. So it's so like I feel like it's all like these made up rules of what mm-hmm. you're supposed to do, but ultimately it's your birthday, so you should do what you like what makes you comfortable. Right. Or like if I know oh. that most of my friends are on a budget, mm-hmm. like, and that also plays in the part of where I pick to go to dinner. Like, if I know everybody's on a budget, I'm not going to pick Perry's Steakhouse. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you know how it is, though. I feel like each person has a different perspective about yeah. their birthday. Like, some people That's are true. like, I'm catering to y'all. And some people are like, this is my It's moment. about me, right? So, and then there's people, like, I feel like us, we're, like, middle. in the middle. Yeah. So, anywho, that's why I was like, mm, I don't know. I don't know about that body. one. I do not agree. But, okay, let's get into the chapter. Yeah. I love the title of this. We went into oh, yeah. it a little bit last week, <laughs> yeah. but the title is, yes, I have free time because I don't have kids. Per. <laughs> I mean. Me too. Right. Yeah. It's like, I, do I have free time? I do. I do. We have a shit ton of free time that goes to waste most of the time. <laughs> Not scrolling on TikTok. Mm. But anyway, do you want to start us off? I mean, yeah, I'll start off with the beginning. Okay. <laughs> At the beginning, like I'm gonna start somewhere else. <laughs> the middle. <laughs> uh, Phoebe's like talking about her childhood and how her best best friend is a little headless doll named Wednesday Adam. Well, not named Wednesday Adams, but, but she's like Wednesday Adams. She gives yeah herself this little nickname of like Wednesday Adams because she really is carrying around this doll that looks like it should have been in the grave you know years back but i feel like we all did that like the amount of times i popped off a barbie head on accident but still kept her yeah (laughs) she's just a little headless over there she's fine she's rolling around halloween time she was the headless horseman (laughs) it's fine it's really fine no yeah and she talks about like back in the day when we used to play mash oh which i remember we talked about that in an episode i think like season early season two of maybe mash. late oh, season yeah. one yeah we yeah, had yeah. this conversation where it's like did you play mash and we're like yeah we all did we all played mash and i saw your question in the notes where it was like do kids play games anymore yeah because that they was do. one of her things i was gonna ask you because mm-hmm. you have some younger siblings yeah i thought about it i was like they do play they? video games and then i was like no amaya's played mash before like she told the me. oldest one. Yeah, the, but she's like, mm, she's gonna kill me. I was about she's to fourteen. Say, <laughs> I was about to say any more, as in like the young ones. Well, I don't. When did you? St- I feel like, like we didn't start playing Mash until like middle school. Yeah, like elementary school. Like sixth, seventh grade was like the first time I played Mash. Which honestly, if you told me let's play Mash right now, I wouldn't remember how to play. Right. Like I wouldn't because it's like. A certain amount of times you go around and then like you pick that one and then you go around again and then you pick that one and that's how you get your full portfolio of whatever it is. Not the full portfolio. <laughs> it's like you're going to be in a mansion married to <laughs> Michael B. Jordan with an Audi Q7 or like some shit like that. I don't even remember with how to play anymore. Kids with 18 kids right? a shack for a house. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, okay. And then it's like, wait. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't like this. I didn't sign up for this one. <laughs> oh, but man. But it just took me back, like, being a kid. And 
I guess she kind of just, I guess is leading into this idea of she wanted to be a mom. Like she really did care about her little baby doll. And that's just the, I guess the formula that's given to you as a kid is Mm -hmm. like when you grow up, you find your prince charming and then you like start a family and you know, she's just part of that. She's part of that thinking and like that process and mm-hmm. but she's finding she's not though all at the same time right because like all of these things lead her to be like oh yeah i want to be a mom but then you have that realization of maybe i don't want to be a mom actually yeah like it's actually not as ideal as it sounds mm-hmm. like there's a lot that comes with it yeah and she starts to list it like yeah oh yeah she goes list by list and like what's really funny is i did this too when i was like oh like I, like well some of it i still stand with my thoughts now okay <laughs> but some of it i'm like eh, it's kind of not realistic like what like i used to be like oh yeah i'm gonna like exercise and bounce back and da-da-da-da-da, when it's like okay maybe yeah but it's not realistic to say that that's gonna happen like overnight like a few months later that well that's like such a misconception it is because i feel like again influencers there are some who portray that like oh you can bounce back and but i like the rise of the mommy influencers who are like no (laughs) like here's my postpartum stomach like a month later. Yeah. Like, it's not realistic that it's just going to go back to how it used to be the next day after you give birth or something, you know? Yeah, I don't like that there's that, like, expectation that mm. you're supposed to go back to looking the way you used to. Like, maybe you don't want to. Yeah, Maybe you love true. the way your body changed. Right, and I feel like it's forked down our throats of, like, no, you can go back. It's going to be okay and, like, right. whatever. Which, I mean, I personally do have that fear of, like, but I think it's because I've had body image issues and body dysmorphia of, like, get, gaining all the mom weight and the pregnancy weight and then not being able to lose it. Yeah. But there's so That's many. Like normal. Right, that, because I feel like, you're losing a part of yourself that you've known for so long. Yeah, it's almost like mourning the loss Mm -hmm. of your old self. Mm -hmm. And it's so beautiful. And everyone talks about how their heart expanded to a place where they never thought possible. And it's natural, which all of these things are true, but... But there's so much that comes with it. Yeah, like it's a mental thing, too, being a mom. Like, being a girl is not easy. And then especially being a pregnant woman, like, even to get pregnant is not as easy as people... Right. Like, to make it seem like, oh, you're going to have sex and now you're going to be pregnant. No. It's it's a whole, like, right. you can't, and there's this misconception, you can get pregnant any time of the month. No, there's, like, a certain window mm-hmm. where you are firm. Like, there's so much science and all these things that when you get older, you're like, oh. Yeah, and they don't really explain that. At all. It's like, I wish in, like, sex ed, I had been told something about, like, ovulation mm-hmm. and how that works and... I think it would have been less scary to like have sex if it if I knew like oh you're not immediately going to get pregnant the next day. Yeah. Or you know I just feel like we're all like at that younger age learning from our friends mm-hmm. and we don't know our friends don't know, we don't, we know, don't know and our some of us don't feel comfortable talking to our parents about these things mm-hmm. cuz of whatever stigma them looking at you like you're fast because you're a woman and you're not supposed to grow up too fast and it's your special flower. And it's All just like... Scare t- it's their scare tactics. That's what it is. It's so much. And I just feel like no one is honest about the truth of yeah. like, sex is just sex. This is this. This is what happens in your body when you have sex. Like, just give us the facts. Yeah, because I feel like... it Because it is a choice. And so if you know all the facts going into it, you can make the better choices it, that you feel that comfortable with. with you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It so. seems like easy enough, but 
People make a big deal out of it. Mm-hmm. Some some stuff that she talks about was one of the ones that I was thinking about the other day was PTA and like helping your kids with their homework. Like I'm not trying to learn algebra again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're getting tutors because <laughs> I can't do it. Y'all gonna figure it out. It's gonna be that thing of Johnny had four apples. <laughs> Lord, I just pray that they're oh good at math. Same. I pray they're good at math. So yeah, so just the societal views in general on motherhood and just being like, oh, like it's just such a beautiful like rite of passage as a woman. And it's like you don't have to do it to don't. be a woman. It, it does not. It's not like a test. It's not. You're not a a more womanly woman just because you want kids like yeah good good for you you want to be stressed out and like tied down to a kid who like can't even take care of themselves yeah like it's an economic decision like why are we so like oh it's so beautiful no this is like serious (laughs) be fucking for real this is serious (laughs) Are, are you prepared to deal with their mental issues if they have them which i mean according to statistics we all have them. Like, yeah, we're living in, like, unprecedented point. times, guys. I feel like it's just unprecedented because more and more people are like, yeah, me too. And because yeah, it just wasn't talked too. about before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that my part. goodness. So, yeah, society views on motherhood versus reality. Uh, okay, so this next point I wanted you to talk about. The viewing women as a, I can't even say that word that you wrote. Oh, a monolith. I'd never heard of that word. What does that mean? It just means like you look at women as one thing. Oh. So you meet like you meet one woman who's selfish and a gold digger, and you're mm. like, all women all are. Women. Oh my gosh, I hate those people. It's like yeah. Oh my wait. So I was on Hinge the other day. Oh. And there was this dude. And in his like description, like I, there were so many red flags. But oh one of his things was change my mind about the women of this generation. And I was like, here, oh, hell fucking no. go. I was like, nope. Mm-mm. Good goodbye. Good riddance. <laughs> like because because if you think you know all women, I'm sorry, but you just exposed your ass. You don't know <laughs> you don't. even one woman. <laughs> Because I feel like so many of these people who see women as, like, just this one thing, like, Mm -hmm. don't have any women that they, like, have deep relationships with. Mm. Or maybe they're not capable. Or maybe they're not capable. But it's like... Either way. Yeah, either way. And it's just, I don't understand it because we as women are so different. But it's, like, in our genetics low-key... Because to, like, be against each other or, like, what do you mean? Like, men and women be against each other? Yeah. No, I feel like we see things differently yeah. because we are women than yes. men see some things. But, like, even within us as women, we all see stuff so differently. But I, f- I feel like there's just this commonality of women. Like, we may, like, we, not we may, we all have our different opinions and views and whatever. Yeah. But, like, I could come to you with something and all women would be like, oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking oh, about, wow. and da, 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 like th- that a man does. Oh. That is like very common among men. Like even though they're all different, right? I feel like there are things that are common among women mm-hmm. and that are common among men. Yeah. But I don't think that means you villainize it. Yeah. Or like say, oh, they're all like that. Yeah. It's like okay, they might hint have a hint of that. <laughs> but <laughs> but what you gonna do? Are you gonna be like, oh, well, nope, sorry, gotta go. That part, because if you can do that to gender, like you can do that to race, and like right. it's just a rabbit hole. It's a rabbit of hole. Toxicity. Mm-hmm. When it's just like, just try to understand. Yeah. Like, Communicate. Yeah. Talk to them. Talk to listen. Them. Listen. That That's part. the big one too. Yeah. I not think. talk. Listen. Listen. I mean, talking is important because you have to start the conversation. But then yeah. listening afterwards is that super part. important. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So we kind of already talked about that too. The rise of <laughs> of the incels and influencers. Who's Andrew Tate? Oh, he's like the incel king. Well, okay. Also, what is you? I'm learning so many things. What does that mean? Incel is just involuntary celibate. Oh. So a lot of these men who are like fans of Andrew Tate mm-hmm. which he's gotten really popular like I've heard the name but I don't know who he is I don't I don't really subscribe to him or like even know much about him but I've mm-hmm. just been like kind of interested in this whole 
masculine, toxic masculinity thing lately. Mm-hmm. And he's like very much the epitome of it. Some mm. other names you may know are like Joe Rogan. Mm. All right. Just these all like right. hyper masculine, like yeah. they basically, well, Andrew Tate's like tells men, and I need to do my own research. So y'all do your own research. Don't take what I'm saying like as gospel. But from what I know, mm-hmm. he's basically telling men like women are all greedy at their core and just want you for your money. So don't like it doesn't matter if you're nice to them. They're all just here for your money. So like get your money up, mm-hmm. King, and then you can have any woman you want. And it's very much like I'm the man. I'm going to do like the providing and the protecting and you stay home and you do the feminine things and I'm supposed to be all the way over here and you're supposed to be all the way over there Mm -hmm. and there's no middle ground and there's no like partnership and it's just very like anti yeah like run yeah (laughs) like any woman who well I shouldn't say any because there's some women who would be like fine with that. that right if you're into that you know do you do you but i feel like most aren't so i see what you're saying by incel it's just like these people who like got their heart broken one time Mm, and take it out on everybody or had a bad relationship with their mom and Mm, yeah cannot see past okay yeah 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 to see it i saw you put this note about (laughs) it is an epidemic I saw you put this note about Phoebe's use of her footnotes to I love the footnotes in this book, y'all. <laughs> so funny. They keep me cackling. I They're do. so funny. She literally just will like go off on a tangent. Right in the footnotes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, if you have the book, there's a really good footnote on 26 that's really funny. And there's another one, I think further down too we'll probably get to it eventually okay so modern womanhood is expanding it is you love to see it and we're on 27 if you're following along let me see what she said still discourse over what it should look like to be a mother and a wife oh oh and you talk about mommy bloggers oh my god well yeah i guess i don't know it's like an interesting time our mothers mm-hmm. feel like they're getting all this recognition for like postpartum depression and mm-hmm. You know, not losing the baby weight and like mm-hmm. these things that are like how Elaine is having these mommy blog talks type mm-hmm. things on her story. And like, I just feel like that is such a big thing of these mothers who are trying to do motherhood differently mm-hmm. than the way it's been. The traditional norm of motherhood. Exactly. And yeah. so part of that is like the fact that they are able to express themselves freely Mm -hmm. and can do it on you know a large platform where they're going viral or whatever yeah and i just ran into this like kind of black hole on tiktok Mm -hmm. so i do it too (laughs) she said i i'm in here too (laughs) i do it i waste time too guys i'm sick (laughs) but yeah okay so there's these moms who are like just going viral by talking shit about their no good husband Mm -hmm. or like how they are losing their mind being a mom Mm -hmm. and things like that that it's like normalizing that yeah like not the cookie cutter mom that everybody's used to seeing in like movies and tv shows yeah but like like super happy to be here yeah like the real nitty-gritty like this shit it sucks that I have to wake up at 6 a.m. to take my kids to school type thing I've seen that too right and like my man's at work or like on the golf course and I'm just stuck here and you know like Mm -hmm. I don't know it's it's like where's the line of like okay like express yourself but then are you just pushing out toxic toxic content Mm. about being a mom and like being drunk on the job like you are still on the job in a way you know what i mean are you talking about like the ones where it's like the mom brings like tequila like a margarita in her like tumbler to the kids soccer game or whatever Mm. yeah it's like i think it's hilarious because it is funny (laughs) but are we normalizing like being i was about to say choose your words wisely (laughs) are what are we it's just it's interesting Mm -hmm. it's interesting because i saw one woman being like this is not okay like i do think there's a line like not being tipsy or drunk at your kid's soccer game but i feel like usually one drink isn't gonna get you there 
Yeah. It's like, okay, just a little whatever, buzz, whatever. But, like, when you're joking about drinking the whole bottle while taking care of your kid... It's like I see what you're is saying. Is it okay? I don't think it's normalizing you're... it as a regular thing. I think it's just like an extreme. Yeah. That I think a lot of TikTok videos are. It's never yeah. like like I never take a TikTok most of the time, but something like that to face value. It's yeah. just it's like expressing the severity of it. Like, yeah. oh fuck, like I need this whole goddamn bottle. But it's like you know they're not gonna drink the whole bottle. Yeah, but I th- I think it is that level of understanding and it's just like, interesting mentally. to me. And I wonder, like, where does race get involved? Is it okay oh. to do it if you're a pretty blonde white woman who's wealthy mm-hmm. versus if you're a low income woman of color who's a mom who's like working two jobs? It's like irresponsible to like be making a TikTok like that. Of, like, drinking a whole bottle of, of tequila? I just wonder, like, would they use that in court against you? Oh. You know what I, I see mean? what you're saying. Like, it's okay. is it okay for them to do it as a joke, but it's not okay for these Because there's a lot of things like that. Where it's no, that's like, true. That's some white people shit. Because it's like, <laughs> I'm not going to risk. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. I've got to cross my T's, dot my I's, and I'm not about to joke about being a bad mom when Lucy down the street's already looking at me because I got my, like, two black sons over here and their friends, and they're, yeah. are, they're like, looking for something to, like, mm-hmm. to get to me. I don't know. I feel like that that is just fuck it because people are going to judge you regardless no matter yeah. who you are and what you do like you said That's they're true. all lucy down the street's already looking at me because i'm like i don't know a middle class mom and a two-parent trying to make ends trying meet. to make ends meet whatever yeah i just feel like i wouldn't go that deep into it i like and maybe that's a naive of me to say like it's not that deep but maybe it is that deep it's always know. that deep guys yeah sometimes it's not that deep sometimes i think it is <laughs> sometimes it is but i think with some I see what you're saying. Like, some of these TikToks, like, the parents are going very extreme. Because I don't know if you've seen the one. Her name's Brittany Jade. She's a mom, blog, influencer, whatever. Mm -hmm. And her and her husband did this prank that was going around on TikTok and was a trend of you say some outlandish shit that's like not true to try to get your kids to get on board with and you tell them that oh we're gonna win a car we're trying to win a carnival cruise like we're gonna like just follow along and (laughs) she's starting out interesting and i'm pretty sure her sons are twins okay and basically they were like on camera being like yeah the boys have been through a lot like they had a third like another brother that was lost before like when they were born or something like that like basically joking about child loss and you could see the boys being like wait what that's not funny it's not and so apparently she had the video up for like 10 minutes but then immediately took it down because it got immediate backlash like this isn't funny this isn't cool to joke about and she did this whole apology video that was bullshit and it was victim blaming and it was just it was it was bad that it sounds was bad because some people were like oh like give her a break like she already apologized she knows what she did is wrong da, 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 da. but it's just like when you're making a tiktok <sighs> like yeah. before you even post it you have to watch it back like, at least three or five times to like edit it That's and like you have like to... psychopath so it's like behavior. you watch this multiple times and still said yes this is okay to post and it's like, now that's going to the extreme and doing the most. And that is like, not okay. You're losing touch of reality because you're trying for likes and views. I feel like that's a lot of moms. And I guess that's really all I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's like going too far. Yeah, it's like, why are you using your children? It, to me, it's the same as like having, being the mom of a child star or a parent of a child star. Mm-hmm. Like, why do it? I mean, I feel like there's a way to do it right. Like, there's a way for these moms to be on TikTok with their children. There is, but I just feel like so many people... But there, but it's like, what are you going to do, Do though? too much. It's like, we can say you're doing too much, but people are going to do what they want to do at the end of the day. It just and it's, brings and it, me back, though, to, like, this idea of, like, being the perfect mom mm-hmm. and how people are going to judge you. Like, you are taking care of, like, a baby, like a human child. Yeah. Who's going to grow up one day and be an adult, and it just... 
It scares me. Yeah, I mean, but it, I feel like it it goes back to the people who are supporting those people who are taking it too far. It's like they're only gaining traction based on what how we react to it. So at the end of the day, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, I just don't support it. Like, I just don't watch it. I don't interact with their videos. Like, whatever. So, because yeah. it, it's going to happen. Like, it anything is. else. It it's is. just It's just knowing where the line is. Yeah. So. That's real talk. Yeah. Okay. And then, okay, stop invalidating women who choose not to have children. Celebrate instead the right they have to choose. And so I want to, it reminded me of this episode of Sex in the City. I don't know if you'll remember where Carrie went do. to her friend's uh, child's like birthday party or whatever and they had to take one. off their shoes. Yes. And then the shoes got lost and they were like $400 shoes and the mom was like, you know, what, like, why did you buy such expensive shoes? Like blaming her and then making her feel invalidated for being like single and whatever. And then yes. Carrie made the registry about celebrating her singleness and made I her buy that. her the shoes and she did it was a and nice she did i think it was a really important thing. episode that like obviously i still remember now of like being like basically going back to this the idea of like oh if you're not a mom and having children and having a family and da 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 like your singleness is not important Mm, yeah and it's like no that's so true yeah like, it's let's still like, celebrate me even right. though even though i'm not hitting those milestones that you think i should be hitting like i'm still happy though yeah i'm fine it's just crazy how we project so much onto people because mm -hmm. it's like just because i'm a mom i feel like you have to be like living frugally and it's like yeah but you're not a mom so like take your perspective out of it mm -hmm. and just like recognize the differences in your situation and the yeah. fact that nobody's wrong like we're yeah. all just living how we want to live yeah that's that's really what it comes down to at the end of the day that's a real talk okay next topic oh yeah when she says i want to be a mama that's a no for me dog uh we kind of <laughs> talked about this already the like the formula of like go to college get a job find the man get the mm -hmm. kids get the house but phoebe's having this like awakening of i that's just not for me and having a conversation with a british bake-off her current boyfriend oh that God. she sees herself having a long-term relationship with but is afraid that one day he's gonna like wake up and be like oh i do want kids actually after being like no nah, i don't want kids mm -hmm. but then realizing that it's a simple cover that thing if it's a simple conversation of being like hey <laughs> Just being honest. Yeah, being open and honest about that. Um, okay, I skipped ahead a little bit, though, because you did have some good notes here when she's talking about her life in New York. It just did not look anything like the traditional route. Yeah, yeah. And I can relate to her, like, getting on Facebook and seeing, mm -hmm. you know, just, like, creeping on people and seeing what's everybody up to. Like, yeah. And a lot of it is... The cookie cutter stuff. Mm -hmm. so like, you, oh, they just yeah. got engaged. Oh, they're getting married. Oh, they just bought a house. Or they're having a baby. Exactly. And you look at yourself and you're like, I'm nowhere near that. No house. No kids. <laughs> no wedding. No. And it's like, am I behind? Right. And that's kind of where she's at. Mm -hmm. So, Am she, I behind? But she's but also she's, doing so yeah, much. Yeah, like she's literally working towards her dream which is that thing that that should be celebrated mm. it shouldn't be this constant thing of you go to family dinners and it's like oh you didn't bring anybody home or who are you dating right now or what's I'm the timeline job yeah i'm dating my career yeah <laughs> like i'm trying to the get it thing together that will give me like they will i think i just feel like your career gives back to you in a way that like children will not yeah. At least it's not guaranteed. Yeah. You may have the best kid in the world and they may like just take you on trips <laughs> all the rest of your life. Like your 401k could be your child. Yeah. But it's just not guaranteed. So it's like you shouldn't really put that pressure on them. Like, oh, yeah, you're my retirement plan type thing. What do you mean by that, though? Of like, I just feel like a lot of people want their kids to like be this person. Oh, like when you have a kid, you're like, okay, now you have to do this and yeah, then take like, care of me. Yeah, like look at what all I life. sacrificed. Uh, oh, for yeah, you. for you. And it's like mm -hmm. just invest your career then, if that's how you are, because yeah. your career will usually give back in the sense that it's gonna pay you, and it, you'll if you work hard, you'll probably get promoted. You'll probably continue to 
grow, get money. Yeah. But your kid's just going to suck from you. <laughs> it's just going to suck money. So, like, I'm so weak. <laughs> if your goal is to get rich and get money, like, then kids just, it's not the goal. Yeah, that's true. That I is mean, you deep. can do both. You can do. That's the other thing, though. It's like you can do both. But I do think of that thing of people having kids and not realizing the true responsibility of having a child. Yeah. I think that's the real problem. It's expensive. It is expensive. It is a financial obligation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and so, yeah. We're raising the next generation, guys. I'm so weak. Um, and then, okay, so that topic of she feels like a failure sometimes, even like we feel like failure sometimes, even when we're doing everything we'd said we'd do and more Right. in the fear of not having a soulmate because you don't want kids and just mm. second guessing and regrets and feeling damaged and all of these things that we as women go through and the thoughts that we have to have. Like I've talked about it before Yeah. where it's like biologically having a child like after you turn 35 and having a gestational pregnancy like it's a it's a real thing like yes it's going to be harder but it's not impossible either yeah so having that timeline of oh my gosh like it all has to happen before i turn 35 or like before this it's like it's like it's a valid concern but also it's possible it's possible and there's adoption and fostering and all there's there's options yeah basically you have options okay so i see you said do you think that you could change your mind about wanting kids does it depend on the partner yeah and i was wondering that because you know how she's like she was scared to tell her partner Mm -hmm. that she doesn't want kids in case he switched up Mm -hmm. and I mean, I know this is like the past and you've grown from this, Phoebe, but like if he did decide he wanted kids, to me, like it's a conversation, you know? It's not like he'd be like, oh, she doesn't want to have kids. I'm leaving yesterday. Like if he changed his mind, he'd be like, babe, like you're the person I want to see for the rest of my life. Do you think you could change your mind about having kids? Is it something that you would be open to doing, like, if it wasn't you being Mm -hmm. pregnant? Like, it's like a conversation that I feel like should be something that you can be open and honest with your partner about. Mm -hmm. But for Phoebe to wait so long out of fear and, like, tiptoeing around it. Yeah, and, like, for context, they, like, moved in together and then kind of had this real conversation. And it wasn't even a real conversation. It was like... (laughs) I don't even know where it is. It's on 36. I'm 36. Yeah, because that's where the other footnote is. When she literally says, why do so many couples do this? When discussing whether to merge their two LLCs, a.k.a. move in together, they'll spend hours deciding between Verizon or Spectrum as their future service provider and negative 28 minutes figuring out big picture items such as if they want a family. Y'all, please have the hard talks before cohabitation. Otherwise, you risk unnecessary heartbreak when you realize you two aren't on the same page. And by the way, you keep having those talks throughout your relationship. That part. People change and so does what they want. So I think to your point of like, you know, now, like now, obviously, like they've moved in at this point, but he's vocalized like, I don't want to have children. I don't see myself being a father, but they've never like really had the conversation until now. Mm-hmm. I feel like if he if he did do that thing of like, oh, wait, psych, I do want to have kids. It's just it's another conversation right. and people do change. And yeah. I feel like as much as it would suck, like if she's very much headstrong, like I do not see kids in my yeah. life, which a lot of like. There's a larger number of people who do this than, like, is shown and portrayed. I agree. Which is why I'm really glad that she hit on this topic because yeah. she is one of those people who it's like, I just don't see it for me. And I don't want it. And who knows? That could even change for her. Yeah, it could change tomorrow. Right. She'd be like, you know what? Actually, one won't hurt. <laughs> yeah. And then she's going to have to have that conversation with him. Like, you know, it's a... It's a back and forth. It's a back and forth. But I love how she hits on the fact that it's more frowned upon on women to have this point of view than it is for men to have this point of view. And, like, you know, we talked about the careers and how 
it's encouraged for a man to like, oh yeah, go get your career, find yourself, da 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 da. Mm. Don't worry about kids and all that stuff. That can come later. It's fine. Wow. But for women, it's mm. very much pressured. Like as soon as we get out of school, okay, find your man, get pregnant, have your babies. Yeah. So no, I, I do love how she hits on that because I don't think it's a conversation that enough people have. Mm. And then to have that representation, if you are one of those people who don't see kids in your future, like knowing there are other people like you more than you think yeah. who are in the same boat as you. So I really like how she highlighted that for sure. I agree. Okay. Pow. We get a lot in that one little thing. Okay, 42. You said that's your favorite quote. Which quote is in the chapter? Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, I thought this was so, so good. It says on kind of the bottom of 42, mm-hmm. she said, I needed to diagnose my shortcomings as a woman. Let me tell you something. It's tiresome and painful to constantly poke and prod at yourself in the hopes of finding proof of your brokenness that you can't offer that you can offer up as some as penance to every person you see. As if self-hatred and shame are somehow a sufficient payment for one's childless time on earth. As if self-hatred and shame should somehow be acceptable armor in order to get through a conversation. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I love that. Because I feel like as women, we will do this thing where we like make fun of ourselves so that other people won't do it before us Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and we'll like call ourselves like a lazy piece of shit or like a fat slob or anything that Mm -hmm. we call ourselves so that like I guess it's like some sort of like a shield, which is really getting ahead of it. Yeah, because it's not even a shield. It's like you're like digging into your own like skin. Yeah, it's it it reminds me of Pitch Perfect where Fat Fat Amy calls herself Fat Amy. She's like, so skinny bitches like you like can't take the power of that from me. So I call myself Fat Amy. Yes, of like us reclaiming this power, but it's like this really twisted way of doing it where mm-hmm. you're actually speaking this negative energy onto, onto yourself. yourself. Yeah. And it also makes, in my opinion, the other people in the conversation really uncomfortable. Oh, yes. I get very uncomfortable because I'm just like, but I don't see you as that, even though that's what you think I see you as because that's what society has made you think that I see you as. Like, mm-hmm. that's not the reality of the situation most of the time. Yeah, and it, it's like, you feel like you have to say something to like make the other person feel better Mm. about. And I think that it's like almost this like weird cycle of like, this person is trying to get ahead of the insult, but Mm. by insulting themselves, they end up like being in this weird place where I feel like it's almost like fishing for compliments. Mm. Yeah. And I, I think it goes both ways. Like some people have the, the like side of them that kind of wants to like extract the like sympathy or the compliment side of it Mm -hmm. and then other people just want like to disappear and like not talk about it at all so Mm -hmm. they're just like saying it to like get it off the table and like we're moving on now yeah so it's just like overall i just want women to be comfortable in our skin and i think that it's like a journey Mm mm-hmm but for sure from now on guys <laughs> let's not talk stuff on yourself yeah don't shame yourself which is very much easier said than done especially when you deal with things like body dysmorphia and all those because i you know i've been on that journey of like being able to look in the mirror and being like oh you look good like i look hot and it's like some days are easier than yeah. others so like you said it is a journey and I feel like as much as I want to say, like, yeah, don't do that. Like, be positive. And it's like, it's one of those things that sometimes it's easier said than done. But I think it is good to, like, yeah. reaffirm, like, but no, but still, like, that's the goal to get to that point. Yeah. And I feel like you don't even have to be positive. But, like, just, I feel like the minimum is, like, just not shitting on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, that's true. Like, I'm not saying you got to be like, I'm the baddest bee in the world if you don't feel like that. But 
Like, if you feel like shit, keep that to yourself. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to say, like, I'm a piece of shit. You can say, like, I feel like a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But to, like, call yourself names and put that on yourself, it's like you end up making people see you as that. It's like I wasn't looking at you like that. But yeah. now that's what I'm walking away from this conversation thinking is like, you, that's how you see yourself. Yeah. Like, okay. I and see that, like, informs my opinion of this other person mm, and how they see themselves. Yeah. And all those things. Okay. Yeah. I see what you mean. It's, it's just, it's a two sided thing. It's hard. It's, it is hard, guys. Yeah. I'm not saying hard. it's easy, but. Just don't, you're just like, please don't do that. Please, <laughs> like, please. It's not, it breaks my heart. Mm-hmm, like, it's not cute. It's not cool. Because I think some people it's do not it for funny. that, too. They're like, oh, ha, ha, ha. It's like, no, it's not funny. I guess it is a kind of humor. It, first, and some people, it can be like kind of like say, a dark humor. Yeah, let me not because, yeah, I can just disengage. Yeah. Because it, it, like, maybe it just triggers me. Yeah, I was about to say, maybe it's something, like, for you that you're, like, yeah. no, I don't want that type of energy yeah. around me. But for some people, it is comforting. They might be like, hey. Yeah, and, like, they are truly okay with it, and they're okay with shitting on themselves like that. Yeah. They, if you want to do it, then I guess it's different. Yeah, it's just, like, the, but the, I think there is a way of doing it, like, that makes people genuinely <laughs> uncomfortable when you, like, it's a good nothing taking shit too far oh okay yeah so yeah i'm just thinking about like comedians who do it and i'm like they did build a whole career off of it yeah they're like fuck it i'm a yeah like fat amy fat amy who is no longer fat so she's still fat amy eh, i think it was just a character type thing so it's like yes because the character whatever oh it was a character yeah it wasn't like her in real life like rebel wilson oh Y'all, see, in my head, Rebel Wilson was Fat Amy. Oh, you, like, put the two together. I knew her as her character. Because I don't really know her from anything else. Yeah, I really know her just from Pitch. She did have that Netflix movie that came out, like, last year or whatever, where she was, like, the high school cheerleader who, like, went into a coma and woke up and she was, like, 40. Oh. Yeah, I forget what it's called, though. I did not see that. (laughs) It was on Netflix. that one, Rebel. (laughs) Miss Wilson. I'm so weak. Okay, so the last thing that she brings up is the baby boom- baby boomers that came from World War II. That was so interesting, right? Because like yeah. I knew some of this, but I didn't. Uh, because okay, she says also while women of all races and socioeconomic classes are typically expected to be mothers, American history has shown us that the mandate to have children for the social, political, economic, and yes, racial benefit of this nation was a specific directive for white women, mm. better known as pronationalism. It was not a concept promoted to women of color. In fact, quite the opposite happened as the bodies of women of color were violated in mm. order to maintain white dominance, which we're seeing again today with Roe v. Wade. Yes, 100%. Like, But history it's always cyclical. is repeating itself. So, I agree. Um, scary stuff, guys. It is very scary stuff. And she says, while I've spent the majority of my adult life trying to figure out why there was an adult ache in my heart because I didn't want to have children, my boyfriend has not. When he's asked if he wants to be a father, he simply says, no, I've always known I didn't want to be a father. No one has follow-up questions. Like that thing we were talking about, like, oh, a man says that? Cool. But with women, it's just not the same thing. It's just... Rude. It's rude. It is rude. It's like, can you chill? Can I live my life like it's golden? Leave me alone. Literally leave me alone. (laughs) Okay. That's kind of like... I then, think the chapter. For real, though. But basically, the moral of the story is do you. Mm-hmm. You control your own life, your fate, your destiny, all of those things. And, like, I really like how she ends it. She says, I write this so you don't have to feel alone or cry yourself to sleep because you've been conditioned to feel like not being a mother means you are a failure. Incapable of love, incapable of making the world better than it was before you entered it. I write this so women can free themselves from the pain and anguish of feeling like they don't know how to be a person. You are a person. You are worthy. You are whole. You are healing while you are whole. 
You are recovering from every comment, snide remark, and hurtful attack on your womanhood. I see the scars, and they are healing. And after the healing is over, you can go on living or start living for the first time the life you've dreamed of for yourself. Yes. Period. Which I really like how she wrote this book. Like, it's serious, but it's still funny. All at the same time. Like, you have that kind of comic relief. Yeah, she's really good at this whole essay thing. Yes, and I really, I'm really enjoying the essays component of it too. So, once again, Phoebe, we are enjoying reading this book. The next chapter or essay, I should say, is "Guide to Being a Boss from Someone Who Has Been Building a Mini Empire for the Past Two Years and Counting." Which I was like, "Please let us know because that's literally what we're doing right now." Tell us your <laughs> secret. Literally, tell us your sa- your trade secrets, and y'all tell us about what you thought about this chapter. What are your thoughts on some of the topics that we talked about or really just anything? Uh, email us at shewellread at gmail.com. Follow us on all the things. And yeah, we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Y'all.